0: Tune in to it, you see. Every day week, month, or whenever we release, we talk about nothing for a second, minute, hour, or longer than you think is possible. But we're here to do the impossible. Cause I'm a Walt, He's woke. And it's time for the whole and Walt show. Yeah! Should we begin? Let's begin. As they say. Let's begin. Let's begin. Maybe we should start every episode like that. Like that?
1: Yeah. With uh let's begin. Yeah.
0: Yeah, We don't, yeah. We don't have a catchy intro to... Um, um. Although I think that um, in general, it's better if it just sort of starts and you're already talking, like...
1: Uh, yeah.
0: Do, do you feel like... You need to
1: say hello? Not really. No, I was gonna say you have a nice new haircut. Looking looking fresh Me? and dapper. Yeah.
0: I haven't had I haven't had a well, I mean I might have had a haircut since we last spoke, but not recently. I've just got out of the shower. Maybe that's what it is. That's what it is. It's clean. Yeah. For the first time. It's in a rare while. occasion. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I well, yeah. I get out of the shower and then I brush it back so it looks all, you know, smart and mm. brushed back temporarily and then quickly dishevels itself. Yeah. Such as life, huh? Such mm-hmm. as such as time and chaos. Uh, <laughs> oh, you, you're, going, you're going straight down there? Yeah. Well, what would you like to talk about? Uh, I, I watched Top Gun.
1: I read a uh. book called Solaris, and I watched the Steven Soderbergh film, Um, and then I also wrote that audio play called uh visualizing four dimensional objects holy moly what?
0: you've been you've been a busy boy yeah what 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 would you like to talk about crikey um okay well well, well first of all, how how are you doing good yeah uh
1: i'm enjoying my semi retirement <laughs> slash uh um I bet. uh midlife crisis type
0: thing <laughs> yeah you're you are we are we the same age
1: i am 31
0: so you predict you're going to make it to 62
1: yeah and or i'm
0: going through
1: my midlife crisis 10 years early hmm. so it's
0: so mature so you think you're going to make it to 82 possibly i i hope so I can see you getting to 145. You can see me getting to 145. By the time we get to that age, you know, people will be living longer. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I and retirement age, you know, state pension will probably be about 110. Yeah, no, no, that's that makes sense. That right. I can understand. Um
1: there's going Probably to be go some in,
0: massive breakthrough, I think, in the next 15 years. Uh,
1: and, and what they do is they they allow you to do a second degree and you get to retrain when you're 80. Mm, um, yeah. But you, you obviously get put in um, 60 grand debt, you know. Yep. Um, not you as, go... uh, yeah. yeah. Not as bad as... Yeah. Yeah. Not as bad as American debt, which is 100 grand, but... Uh,
0: yeah, but, well... British... You've got to top up your debt somehow. You've In got to the do UK, it when you're I, you know, I don't even think of my student loan as a as a debt. It's not something you really think about. I don't think is it. No, not really. It's you just kind something of which is pay automatically, it off if yeah. If you it's you get automatically the taken out of your paycheck, yeah. uh, I I genuinely have no idea how much is left on mine. Mm. Uh, five years at uni, so mine's probably quite big. I think. Yeah. Such is life. Yeah. But if you had to go back to uni at 80, Mm. Freshers' Week would be... uh...
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) It would be
0: messy, wouldn't it? Yeah. Quite a few
1: hip replacements.
0: Yeah. I remember, yeah, Freshers' Week. A lot of... Yeah. (laughs) When you're younger, it's a lot of throwing up. Mm -hmm. Um, Drinking too much and throwing up. I guess if you're at 80, it's probably just spilling out the wrong end uh
1: trying to keep everything it's much the same yeah just trying to keep everything in yeah um, but from the other end usually but we'll be super fit you and I we'll yeah, still you, be I, I suspect I'm going to have a leaky bladder you know what, <laughs> it's, it's just, <laughs> I just have that feeling like I, I used to be in uh, my dad used to drive to Germany and we'd be in the car for 12 hours and wow. uh you know, you you pride yourself on um, how how long you could hold yeah uh, your pee in before mm-hmm. you had to pee in a bottle. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so I used to think that I have a bladder made of steel. Um, yeah. and I do, but it's just uh, you know it's going to take its toll on me. I think.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I mean, I remember. When I used to go to school, I used to and still do hate using public toilets. So I, you know, I don't think I ever used the toilets at school, really, uh, in secondary school. Anyway, so and how long for are you number one or number two? Yeah, either, unless maybe or, I was s- sick, but I don't really remember. What What did you do? Did you just go in the corner? You just hold it for the whole time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and now I feel like I go, you know, ten times before breakfast. Mm. That t- that's too much information, isn't
1: it? Do you find it gets worse when you drink coffee? Or is it, you know, you get your 10 before breakfast and then you're fine for the day? Like you're yeah, in I some just, kind uh, of uh, routine that, that has carried over from school. It's like, do all the
0: peeing before school mm. and then none there. That's probably an exaggeration saying 10 times before breakfast. But I feel like I would... Um, because I need I drink a lot of water as well. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which everyone you all need should need water to mm-hmm. survive. If you're not drinking water right now, get yourself a sip, you know. But part of it is working from home. When I was working in the office where I worked had horrible toilets as well. So I used to yeah. avoid those if I could. Yeah. But working from home, you can just
1: Yeah. You have far fewer piss bottles at home than you did at work. Far
0: f- yeah. My, <laughs> In my office on my table was just littered with them. Yeah. Apple yep. juice, I used to call it. And nice. your problem is you wear kind of, sometimes your trousers are kind of light in colour. Yeah. I, I found whenever I wear sort of chinos or light coloured trousers or something like that. Yeah. Um, not every time. But you know, sometimes as a man when you go to the toilet, I maybe it happens for women. I've never been a woman, so I don't know their experience, but Right, right. F- for a man you can go to the toilet, you think you've done a good job, you you walk out and then there's just a tiny little extra Dr- bit. Just Yeah. Late to yeah. the party.
1: Yeah, I, I so I I know that happens, so I just wait, you know, I stand there. <laughs> with my trousers down to the floor at the public urinal and just (laughs) kind of wait for that extra little dribble. Uh...
0: (laughs) When I was really young in primary school, that's how I used to go to the toilet. Uh, At primary school that happened a lot and it was
1: quite disturbing. You know, just walking into the pub, into the school <laughs> toilets, and just seeing people holding their t-shirt up, <laughs> <laughs> but their, their their trousers right down by their ankles. Yeah, um, it made it made no sense because surely you would just, you know, it, the splashback would just cover not just your shoes but your, your trousers. That was me. Yeah. That was the last well. Step the the trouble with um light trousers is yeah sometimes you can get little flecks of the splashback on on your trousers splashback so, uh, from the toilet from the urinal if you have uh, a urinal you know yeah power you, you know you've been holding in a piss all day powerful hose i avoid urinals at all costs is that because the mint cake doesn't taste very good
0: if if I have a choice I'd go for the cubicle. Okay. I'll use Euronil if I have to, but I just don't want to be stood next to another, another man. Another man's penis. Yeah. Going going for a week.
1: What what I've noticed is there are actually different techniques for, you know, flicking the dribble. Uh <laughs> and I find it quite disturbing when other people stand next to me because I think I found a technique that doesn't give anybody an impression that you're doing something other than flicking the last drops. Yeah. Uh, whereas other people give a very different
0: impression. Uh, that that could be their. Um, do you find that's normally people our age or older? It's a little bit older, and it, I, I I guess to keep it a sort of semi.
1: Uh, PG, pa- yeah, palatable. <laughs> imagine that you're like getting uh, your—you've just had a frube and you want the last bits of yogurt out of the the, the frube. <laughs> 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 That's what I see on a regular basis.
0: Really, uh, I can't imagine in the
1: corner of my eye. I'm not looking directly at it, but uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, okay.
0: You know. Um, it could be a fetish of theirs, for all you know.
1: Oh yeah, no, it's it's not it's not become a fetish of mine just yet.
0: <laughs> yeah, one of the reasons apparently why guys get that little extra bit
2: mm-hmm.
0: once they've finished is because like from the bladder, it's sort of a sort of like a U bend area. Oh, and. It, it can sort of work its way out afterwards. So I was reading about this technique where you sort of, I don't know what the bit underneath <laughs> is called, <laughs> but you have to sort of push up on it and apparently it will force any any remaining bits out. I've not tried it. Right. Um, but hey, guys, any guys listening, give it a go and uh, yeah, let us Did, know. One of the reasons why I chuckled
1: was when you said you bend, I, was, I just suddenly thought of a giraffe. Right. And I was imagining that if a giraffe suddenly it, it you know tilted its head to get some water would it just accidentally vomit all of the liquid that was in its neck in the same way that
0: you have a U bend that just dribbles. I guess so. They must have quite a strong um swallowing so, yeah sort of like a
1: regurgitating penguin but it's a giraffe. <laughs> they can drink water. They
0: can't... Peristalsis. That's what it's called, mm. I think. Mm. They mm. must have quite a strong... Uh, whatever that's called. Peristaltic action. Yeah, right. Yeah. Pushing anything down. Yeah. I actually... Um, What's a giraffe? I uh, <laughs> had a nightmare last night. And it was really pleasant really? and quite vivid and real. But it wasn't too, like a horror movie or anything it was just that I was having to do some exams oh god I was
1: studying for them and uh wait which part was the horror that you were doing the exams
0: or you were studying for them both because I was procrastinating and I knew oh, the no. exam was tomorrow and uh oh I just don't think I, w- I want to do exams again
1: absolutely yeah uh that must be a hangover from
0: your past. You've just been traumatized by maybe, but I've never minded ex- exams. I've never minded exams that much. I used to coursework. I didn't used to like exams. I was never that bothered by. But mm. you, may, may, maybe it's a premonition to when we're eighty. Perhaps yep. when we when we get to eighty,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and we're going through UCAS, mm-hmm. um, maybe instead of doing that we should just go on like a gap year okay let's go backpacking around europe
1: okay i mean that's adventurous
0: you know uh so i didn't i didn't do that when i was in my teens no i'll do it when i'm 80 because i can't do it now because i'm working i can't take a year off of work like some people no i know i know god who are these people (laughs) I just have time. How do you... But to, but, you know, once you're working, mm. between the ages of... Well, when do most people start work? Let's say between the ages of 21 and 60. Yeah, yeah. It would, must be quite difficult for people because you're locked into work, aren't you? Yeah. Particularly for me, you know, I've got a mortgage. Well, that's the main thing, really. I've got a mortgage, which you have to pay yeah. for. I guess I could sell the house. But then you'd have to move back in with your family. <clears throat> yeah, potentially. Um, and then once you're away for a year or however long, you've got to come back and then you've got to just... Start again. Find another, find a job. So it must be difficult for people to, to save up that kind of money. Mm. Not too sure, am I, do you, am I making a good point here?
1: It's, it's hard to, to get into that, to, to take a year off, because it's A, you're in a sort of salary trap, you know, you've got a yeah. you've got a mortgage that you have to keep going. You have to keep making the money, yeah. Yeah, and and uh, it's a challenge. I am in a very unique situation where I, you know, Charlotte's moved in with me. I live oh. with my mum, and you know, we get on, and there's plenty of space. Yeah, so, you've got
0: you've got lots of room at your house, so.
1: Yeah, and it's in London, so which is extremely because that's where the jobs are that I'm avoiding.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I suppose if you wanted to do something like that, to do some kind of crazy big adventure like that, you'd have to be quite motivated. Well, you did an adventure.
1: You you did possibly one of the, the trickiest adventures. What was that? Uh, I would say. Cycling <laughs> by yourself from north to south of England... South on your north. own, before GPS phones.
0: Yeah, well, it was from End to South West England. But that only took, you know, a couple of weeks. That wasn't a year. In theory, I could just take a couple of weeks holiday from work and do that. But then, who yeah. wants to do that over their holiday? Oh, uh, me? You want to do that? Shall we do that? Shall we do a Holt and Walt? Landsenter John O'Groat's. Lands, L, E. I'm not very good
1: at cycling. Uh, As evidence, yeah, when we cycled together uh, in Nottingham, I remember you saying, "Gosh, Alan, you're you're a dangerous cyclist." (laughs) So, sort of (laughs) cutting in and out of the, you know,
0: London riding. Well, we could just get a couple of road bikes. Mm Hmm. Um, Now, when I did it, I did it with full panniers and Mm -hmm. camped every night and blah, blah, blah. Yep. Maybe we, this time, you know, maybe get Charlotte, maybe get both Charlottes as support vehicles. Oh, yeah. They could hire a little minivan. So they could have their own little adventure. Yeah. uh, Carrying all our food, setting up (laughs) locations for us. Yeah,
1: I see. This is this is a really it works out really well for
0: us. Yes. Hey, yeah. well, that's good for them. That's what a lot of people do. They have it was support. Just the vehicles. future knocking. When I when I arrived at Johnny Groats, there were a couple of guys arriving, and they had done it in five days, cycling. Yeah. No and they, way. And they had a support vehicle. Oh right or maybe we should just rent a couple of motorbikes
1: uh, I agree that would be easier I'm actually working on getting a motorbike I've passed my uh, motorcycle theory today crikey
0: yeah you want a motorbike Jeez.
1: yeah I think it'll be fun like I said a midlife crisis 10 years yeah. early <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah well, let's yeah. hope you make it to uh, sixty-one if you get in a motorbike. Yeah, yeah. We to see. to ride around London. Uh,
1: yeah, and do a little bit of outside of London. You know, I can I can ride to the beach, bring my surfboard on top and put on 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 my on my head. Not that Why do you have just a buy a car? You've already got a license. Cause um, it's not as fun. And sometimes my mum uses the car.
0: So I need, uh, I need uh, buy, support. Buy your vehicle. own car. You, you can. St- cars are so much more useful than bikes.
1: Yes. But bikes are so much more fun.
0: <laughs> well, fair enough. Good luck. Yeah.
1: Thank you. Good evening and welcome to the 1933 Tribe O'Clock Wireless Radio Telegraph News. Where we bring you the week's latest news... Exactly as it was, 84 years ago. This
2: week in the news, we visit Minnesota, where a backcountry parish is using
1: strawberries to fight off people with Alzheimer's. Modern research from 1933 suggests strawberries are good for keeping Alzheimer's patients at bay. We interviewed Father John, who has been helping people with Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's for 60 years and is in fact a strawberry what no who's who's written these notes ridiculous I I can't work like this editor's correction father John is indeed a strawberry farmer
2: by the power of strawberries I command you to heal
1: how does it feel father to know that you are well ahead of science this time.
2: I've been relieved, validated somewhat.
1: Scientific research suggests the compound perinine-9, an antioxidant, helps with the absorption of other nutrients during digestion. Digestion? How do you feel about this, father? What do you mean, digestion? Um, When you eat the strawberries, father.
2: Why in tarnation would I do that? A strawberry is a symbol of fresh blood, the <laughs> lamb of
1: God. Heal <laughs> my soul. No, know, but you're supposed to eat them, you know. Good old strawberries and cream. No. What on earth have you been doing for <laughs> sixty years? Heal my soul. God. Oh no no, that's not good. I'm cutting the interview. That's not how eating works. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the 1933 Tripoclock wireless radio telegraph news brought to you by the com Association of 100% Historically Accurate Radio Library Technicians.
0: So, Mr. Wallet. Yeah. For those listeners a, a, a who haven't listened to the Airplane mode. Always put your phone in airplane mode when you're talking to your buddies. That's right. Um, For listeners who haven't listened to the previous short episode, which Alan did, I advise Mm -hmm. you to pause now, go back in time, and uh, check it out, his little bath time session. Mm -hmm. It was pretty heavy, that one. Yeah,
1: it's it's fourteen minutes long, so not too long. But yeah,
0: what's your take? And it was you talking with your companion too, didn't they?
1: Yeah, my my friend Hector from France f- um, flew over. Yeah. Uh, so he could join me in the bath. Nice of him. Um, you yeah. must have a big bath. It was a tight squeeze, uh, but we made it work.
0: Well done. Yeah. 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 We're we're buying a new bath. Oh really? Yeah, but uh, that's by the by. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, We're doing a lot of house renovation, better. cool. We'll talk about nice. that another time. So anyway, uh, I I listened to it about a week ago. I'm trying to remember mm-hmm. what it was about. So it's about a four trying to conceptualize the fourth dimension. Yeah. So the bath time thought is
1: called visualizing four dimensions. Oh, sorry, four-dimensional objects. Um, and if you go on the website and you click oh. on the... If you scroll all the way to the bottom, you go onto the the Bathtime Thoughts section and click on Bathtime Thoughts Episode 2, it'll take you to a page that looks almost identical, but it's got the script written up. And I'm going to add some um, diagrams as well. Because when I originally wrote the script, I had some diagrams to help the person uh, visualize it. And it's a, that's quite a difficult thing to do um, on, uh, just, just through audio. So, so, so if you're interested and you want to know more... Check it out.
0: So just, yeah, give us a rundown of, of, of what it was about. So
1: um, okay. I came up with the concept of visualizing four-dimensional objects. Um, and uh, I use an analogy that is uh, combines light and shadows mm. and uh, pretend that... Um, in 3D space, so in order to understand 4D space, you look at 3D space. Um, 3D objects have 2D shadows, um, so therefore, 4D objects must have 3D shadows. Since we look at everything and it has a 3D shape, um, we can pretend that the 3D shadow we look at, or the object we look at, is a four is has a 4d object that creates that shadow mhm um and then using that analogy and playing with it um and just breaking it apart and the one of the things is that analogies can be quite deceptive yeah uh they can if you use a certain analogy people can make um interpretations based on the analogy when uh and and lead to conclusions that were not really there just because of the analogy that you used um so i tried to i tried to do that
0: yeah i think it's an interesting idea one of the problems is shadows aren't actually a thing yeah interesting okay um shadow is just an area where there is less light Okay. A, a so, shadow isn't an object. It's not something which occupies, it doesn't have mass, doesn't have volume, doesn't have space. It's just mm. s- somewhere where there is less light. But it is an interesting idea because for the fourth dimension, time, it's like the first dimension. Uh, hang on. You know, you've got 3D. Yeah. So you've got the three space dimensions. So if you have just one dimension, you've got just a point. Mhm. Uh and then the second dimension is wait. So what is it? Zero dimensions is a point. One dimension is a line,
1: two dimensions yeah. is two so lines.
0: This is zero th- dimension is just a point. Or is one dimension just a point? And then one dimension would be like the x plane. So it's yeah. two points that you can connect. Two yeah. dimensions would be an x and a y. Yeah. So you could draw a square or a triangle. Mm-hmm. Three dimensions, and there's an adding the z plane. Yeah. To let you do a cube. And then the fourth dimension is equivalent to the zeroth dimension, right? Yeah. It's so a it's point a new point. In time, or a slice yeah. through time. Yeah. Um, and so obviously, you know, you don't think of zero d or a point having a shadow. Mm. Um, so 5d the fifth dimension would be equivalent to 1d so it's like a line in time yeah two points in time connected and then your sixth dimension is like having a A y-axis a y-axis in time so that would be like two different Basically, you could, you could draw another
1: square or a circle, and you could actually loop time in that situation, because it's like a piece of paper. You've got, you've got the or X and the Y axis. Or is it just Y-axis.
0: two different timelines?
1: Oh, I don't know. I, I mean... What
0: were we up to? 60, and
1: then yeah, what would 70, 70... 70 would be the equivalent of three dimensions, but in time. Yeah. So you've got a Z
0: axis. And so that's another plane in time. So then you've got three time dimensions there. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that, that's, that seventh dimension would be like the, ti- the time dimension, wouldn't it? So that you would, that's, if no, you that were would be talking eighth. about, that, that would be oh yeah, that'd be eight. One. So the seventh dimension, yeah. if you're talking about shadows. Yeah. Um, That would be the one that would cast it. In the eighth dimension. No, the, se- the, seven- <laughs> the, se- the seventh... It's well, getting dimension. a bit confusing, but... Yeah. but The seventh dimension would cast a shadow. Yeah, except for the fact that shadows aren't real. But if we were going to um, think about that, what would that mean? Well, so
1: in the uh, audio play, um, what I said was that... Um, if shadows exist and they sort, they have a 2D shape. Um, the 3D object doesn't ta- uh, has has a specific shape, and if light changes position, then the shape of the shadow can change, whereas the 3D object will stay the same. The analogy being that we are the shadows. And light is time, Mm -hmm. so as time passes, you know the um, we sort of change shape, we get older, um, we go to different locations and things like that, and have different experiences. So we're we're changing, but the sort of four D versions of ourselves are ever constant, and that is like a sort of subtext within the uh script which suggests that consciousness is the four-dimensional object uh when you reach the age of say 20 you sort of feel like you stay the same like even now i'm 30 years old i still feel you know the same yeah. way i did many years ago um and that's the that's the analogy so i don't know i don't know how you want to play around with that for the you know the eight dimension
0: uh stuff yeah so i've just been trying to remind myself of something so let's go back to those dimensions again because i think i've got it a bit clear in my head so fourth okay. dimension is just a point in time yep in our universe 2d or the fifth dimension sorry is you know a string of time Mm -hmm. as we're experiencing it 5d 6d would be so within our universe all possible pasts and futures Mm -hmm. based on our universe contained within our universe based on our laws of physics
1: yes because you basically have so 5d is a is a is a line It's equivalent to a line. And that means that there is one timeline that we could possibly experience. Once you go into 6D, that's like a stack of lines built up on top of each other. You're basically building a wall. And every single line is a quote-unquote parallel universe. And you can have an infinite number of those, which would basically signify every single possibility um and that's what you're saying is 60. yeah but it's
0: based around our universe so it's sort of divergences from our own timeline if you like yes yeah and then S- uh, the seventh dimension would be um considering other universes with different laws of physics different makeups whatever yeah so imagine you have that wall
1: that's just like a flat wall But now you're adding uh, the 7th dimension, which is like the z-axis, and you can start to make a cube. And every single, I guess, parallel universe um, may have different rules. But in the wall, all of the walls are made up of uh, parallel timelines, but they're just offshoots of each other. So different times can happen, different things can happen in a single timeline... To make a wall but if you want to expand out into a cube um, you have
0: parallel universes with different laws of physics and different rules and things like that there's a really good video about this and it goes up to 11 dimensions Um, Mm -hmm. if you just keep taking that logic further there's a really good video about this on youtube and we will include it in the show notes and alan will put it into the um, Newsletter. Newsletter. He sends out because we've probably not been very clear about it, and uh, probably not got it a hundred percent right. But yeah, I think taking it back to the bath time thoughts, it's an interesting thing. But I just think trying to think of what a shadow is in other dimensions doesn't track very well. Just cause no. I, just because I don't think a shadow is a real thing.
1: Yeah. It's interesting i never I never even thought I think that, it could make uh, a good
0: story or, or maybe a graphic novel you mm-hmm. can imagine it turning up in like the Marvel Multiverse movies where you talk about the sh- the shadow of one universe I guess people who believe in ghosts could say that's what that is hey there's a good mm. uh, there's a good story idea crazy ghost people they could say that it's uh the shadow of The next dimension, which is, of course, nonsense, but (laughs) yeah, no, it's, it's I mean, it's sort of like saying how something, if something occurs in another universe, it's going to have some effect on our universe or in another Mm. timeline, it's going to affect our timeline. Um,
1: Which means there's absolutely no way of proving that and it's just kind of gobbledygook.
0: Yeah, I don't think it's something based in reality. But it's interesting. Yeah. yeah. When you start talking about dimensional space, um, extra dimensions and string theory, they start talking about these things called membranes, which Mm -hmm. are higher dimensional objects, (laughs) which are potentially what caused the Big Bang and can be what causes universes to begin. Um, Mm. I don't know much about them, and I wouldn't necessarily say that they can interact between universes, but... Well, You know, that's something stay... to explore. Yeah, stay
1: tuned, because I have another bath time thought that
0: delves into a possible origin of the yeah. universe. When you start talking about all these higher dimensions, you've got to start thinking about string theory. and.
1: Yeah, that I mean, that's the thing. What I'm writing is unscientific. It, they're just sort of rambling... Uh, not that we ramble on this uh, podcast no. a lot, but, but no. uh, you know, um, and and that's why I like to include the fact that the, these are analogies. Um, what I'm writing is non-scientific. Well, uh,
0: I think it's interesting because now, now that we've, so one of the things you were talking about was how a cube, if you shine a light on a cube, if you have it face on, the shadow is just going to be a square. Yeah. And then, but if you turn it a little bit, the shadow's suddenly gonna—the shape of the shadow's gonna change and distort. Mm-hmm. And now that we've talked a little bit about how you were, maybe weren't thinking about the right dimension to think about those interactions in, and mm. also the fact that shadows aren't real, perhaps you can sort of go away and think about what um, what possible idea. interactions there could be, if any. Yeah. Interesting. Well, see I'll, if there's any I'll... scientific literature on it. Yeah, I'll
1: um, I'll take it to the bath. I'll take those thoughts to the bath <laughs> and, and see uh, see what I can come up with.
0: Yeah. I mean, personally, I, I feel like there probably are, you know, the multiverse theorem. You know, an infinite number of universes. But I don't think it's something which we'll ever know. I don't know if it's something that could be proven proved. within our lifetime. Or maybe ever. Mm. How would you interact with them? That's the problem. So if you can solve that... Well,
1: you know, watch the film Event Horizon. I think they do a good, pretty good job of how yeah, people interact with other universes. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, uh, speaking of that, um, I read the book Solaris. And I'm not sure if you've ever heard of it, but it's a sci-fi... For sure, for
0: sure. There's at least yeah. two movies. Yes. Uh, I've only seen one when I was young. I found right. it boring yeah. when I was young. Was it George Clooney one?
1: Ah, yes, so that's the Steven Soderbergh one. So, um yeah, that movie Well, I read the book and I think I've mentioned this quite a few times before, but some something great about sci-fi is that you can reevaluate uh human perceptions. Um, and what great sci-fi books do is you take a, a normal concept you introduce an alien or something that's alien uh, to humans and you get a fresh perspective on the human condition and one of the one of the great movies of recent memory that does that is Arrival it takes uh, the concept of time Introduces an alien that perceives time differently. I think I think you're seeing a theme here that I like, mm. like time travel movies and things related to time. Yeah. Um, and then and then it helps you look at your own uh, understanding of time and question it and find something new about it. And yeah. in Solaris, one of the main things or objectives of the book is to demonstrate the limits of communication Um, humans have a very very specific uh, way of communicating and if you introduce an alien that is super intelligent how are you supposed to communicate with it or in a in a s- simple analogy how do you communicate how would a human communicate with an ant or an ant colony you, know, you can observe them um you can see what they do but it, how would you know if the ant was trying to tell you something he was trying to say oh look we need this we need that um this is my wife um uh, antina You know, here here are our children. Like, the ant might just be crawling up on your arm and you have absolutely no idea what it's trying to tell you. And in the same way, uh, the book Solaris introduces this being and you see it from the human perspective and you have no idea what's going on. The book does a good job, but it's weird that the films completely disregard that and they focus on the human side way too much in fact they focus specifically on the human relationships and I was just reading on Wikipedia it's very funny but Stanislav Lem didn't really like the the, uh, George Clooney movie
0: is that the author? Um,
1: Yes, yeah, So, Lem himself observed that none of the film versions depict much of the extraordinary physical and psychological alienness of the Solaris Ocean. Responding to film reviews of Soderbergh's version, Lem, noting that he did not see the film, wrote, To my best knowledge, the book was not dedicated to erotic problems of people in outer space. As Solaris's author I shall allow myself to repeat that I only wanted to create a vision of a human encounter with something that certainly exists in a mighty manner perhaps but cannot be repro- reproduced oh sorry cannot be reduced to human concepts ideas or images This is why the book was entitled Solaris and not Love in Outer Space
0: <laughs> Yeah yeah, uh, I mean, I, yeah, I haven't seen that film for years. I have been reading recently um, a few people saying that they think it's better than people remember it. um, And it's not unusual for an author to not love an adaptation of their work. Mm. And I think it's fine for the... I think we've talked about it on this yeah podcast before. I mean, the director or the writer whoever is going to respond to a certain element of the material and that's the direction that they're going to go in. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if it's necessarily but like I said, I haven't seen the film for years, so it could be a pile of poop. But.
1: Yeah, I um I didn't like the movie. The acting was quite wooden. It was uh it was a bit weird. Except for Natasha McElhone, who is phenomenal uh, in the movie. She's very, very disturbing um, and plays the character very well. Uh, she has these big, you know, massive, doll-like eyes that never seem to move. And you question her humanity just, just by her face and the way she sits and stares
0: dead into the camera people question um, humanity just by looking at my face too. You mentioned Arrival earlier. That's Yeah. A great movie. Yeah, that that's that needs to watch. And um, you know, the way you were talking about ants and communicating, I guess what we would have in common or what we have above ants is language. Yeah. And that's kind of what that movie is about, I think, or partly anyway.
1: Um, yeah, it's interesting. Um, so in Solaris, you could say that our language is inferior to the the planet's language um, yeah it's it's an interesting book um, I, I felt like it was a really good piece of entertainment but it didn't it, it didn't feel like one of those mind bending classics
0: are you talking about the movie um,
1: or the book? I'm talking about the book now and i think that's because the translation is not very good okay. i read i read on wikipedia that the again the author was not pleased with the translation because <laughs> he's fluent in polish and um and english. english and there there is like a unofficial translation that gets better reviews mm-hmm. um, but you can't
0: get it it's not easy to get so does that have a time thing in it or is Time travel thing, or is that just a...
1: no, no? It it doesn't it doesn't talk about time. Um, there are
0: some good time travel movies. There are a great many uh, time just travel trying movies. Trying to think of some. I don't know if you've heard of this film. It's quite a small independent movie. Primer. Uh, it's called Back to the Future.
1: Oh. Uh, Have you heard I of that one? I don't know if I've actually seen by an up and comer
0: called Robert. Zemeckis. Is, it's going to
1: do good things. Is that an old one?
0: It's classic. Oh,
1: yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. I don't think I've actually seen the whole thing, but uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, uh, Primer, which is... A... I thought you were going to just go through all the Bill and Ted <laughs> no No, no, no. Um, Primer is a good one, which yeah, is Prime only about is 70 minutes long. and That's um, a mind bender. Yeah, you get much more out of it watching it a second or third time. But it feels like a lot, a lot longer movie. It's one of
0: those movies where you you Google it afterwards and you start reading about it, and it's just yeah, confusing. It's it's cool.
1: It, it basically the question asks: What if you and your mate uh, had a time machine? How much money would you make on the stock market? Like that's that's how it starts, and then. It, it goes, it goes wild.
0: Um, I, I recommend there, it. There was one I watched a few years ago. I didn't like it that much. You might like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, called Predestination. I heard of that. It's I never quite long. It. I think it's a bit too long. It's got Ethan Hawke in it, though. That's got that going for it. Ah, uh, I don't know how I feel about Ethan Hawke. What? I think he's
1: okay.
2: What?
0: I think he's he's a bit of hit and miss for me. Even Sorry. in films where the film isn't that great, I think he is... Pretty good. Yeah. I'm a big... Ethan Hawke fan. I'm a Hawker. Yeah. Uh,
1: there's there's another um, film called Time Crimes. It's actually... I think it's a Time Spanish crimes. film. And that is a really great Loop of time that keeps replaying, and oh
0: uh, I just oh, love like it. a like a um, Groundhog Day type movie.
1: Well, the things that happen at the beginning, everything, everything in that movie feels inevitable, and it's such a good twist. Um, I maybe you get th- halfway through the movie and you're basically watching the movie again but from a different perspective and then you get to the last quarter and then you watch the whole movie again but from another perspective and you see this how going two timelines interact with each other someone ahead of time and someone behind time and how one keeps interacting with the other and forcing the other into the situation you get this kind of weird loop um it's really really great.
0: Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. One go one more it. recommendation. Okay, go for it. Looper.
1: Yeah, it, it's good. It's I not thought great, it was really
0: good. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. Oh. I enjoyed it. It was oh, <laughs> ooh when um the guys like losing his fingers and stuff. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And they that was a movie I don't know if it's one of the first, but where they... So, Bruce Willis is the older guy. Yeah. And there's a younger version of him played by... Um, what's his name? I know his name. I, c- I can picture him. He's
1: 500 Days of Summer. Yeah. Um, brick. Br- uh, he's Yeah, he's in Brick as well. One of your favourites. Uh, <laughs> we're going to have to look it up and cut out oh, shouldn't the to- umming
0: shouldn't have to look this guy's name up.
1: No, it's no. One of the best. Joseph Gordon-Levitt.
0: Yes. Did you look it up?
1: No, I typed
0: in brick and it just oh. <laughs> popped really? into my head. Yeah. Oh, well done. Yeah. So he's he's playing a younger version of Bruce Willis, but they don't the really look much alike chin. in real life. Yeah. So they use some kind of technology to make them look more similar in the movie. Yeah, Even though it's I called... Think um, it just looks like. I think it's called plasticine. No, they use some <laughs> kind of...
1: Prosthetic. CGI. Oh really? Oh yeah. I thought it was um no, I thought they just made his jaw like I, I thought he had to wear a chin. Like a, <laughs> like like, like Bruce Willis's square chin.
0: No, I think he I think it's CGI. Anyway. There's some top time travel recommendations for you.
2: Yes, absolutely. Got plenty of space and an unused attic. Well not anymore! Introducing the Sunlight Over 50 hoarding program. You're 70 years old, never succeeded as a hoarder? Let's take you from beginner to expert. Experts call the system revolutionary. This course teaches you systematically to get rid of kitchen space, clean bathrooms, work surfaces any convenient countertops and corridors why waste your time we can even deliver 70 years worth of baggage at your doorstep and our technicians will help you keep all of it you're never too old to succeed as a hoarder that's right the Sun Life Over 50 hoarding program coming soon Teach your kids to do the same with the criminally-investigated Sun Life early birds. Get those worms hoarding while they're young. What's more, it's free! What's that, you say? How can it be free? Well, don't ask! We're just here to help you hoard your heart's content to your heart's content. Call now on 020 H O A R and get a free six-foot high stack of porn magazines and gardening journals all dated the day your pet ran away. The Sunlight Over 50 Porning Program. Get yours now. Only available on HaltandWalt.com.
0: Right, so... Yeah. We're plugging away nicely, so we'll we'll make it a quick end here. Yeah. Tell me, Top Gun.
1: Top Gun, Yeah, go it? see it in the cinema. Holy shit.
2: Is it I, still in the cinema?
1: Yeah, it's still in the cinema. It's... I mean, by the time this episode comes out, I'll be surprised <laughs> if it's still in the cinema. Yeah. Um, I would love to do a much deeper dive into it. And... I think we could probably save that uh lengthy discussion
0: um yeah, I don't think we should do it for, now f- for for next time We can go to it a bit now if you want. I'm just thinking we're at an we're approaching I, an hour
1: i I, th- I think I think we should talk about it next time um okay. and and really dive into it um you like i guess no? w- yeah i guess or did what you get we-
0: my point about? I know, I was sort of banging on about it last episode, I think, but the practical element of it, it it does add. And then you sort of go and watch Marvel movies or whatever. Yeah. And it's just sort of weak and feek and weeble in comparison.
1: Yeah, yeah, true. Um, So I guess what we could do to round off the hour is uh, just a a very quick... would, uh, Would you rather... Okay. So, I, I I I wanted to play a game with you for a while, and um, I thought, classic Would You Rather. So, the question is, would you rather okay. be an octopus and live, you know, a full and vivid and rich life as an octopus? Yeah. And then be eaten alive uh, by a human who's trying you, you know that that just do you happens watch the boys? to be a cu- custom
0: no i i don't that literally happens in the new uh, series of the boys well i was thinking of um, old boy it happens in that uh, okay. as well in the boys there's a character who can talk to the fish he's like an aquaman um, oh really thing and he gets forced to eat an octopus <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <quite crazy. laughs>
1: That sounds really good. Yeah. You should watch really The Voice, yeah. Okay,
0: okay, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. Or uh, live your entire existence as a uh, a battery hen. Um, <laughs> the octopus a, thing, does that happen in real death. life? What? They get eaten alive. I mean, I guess a lot of animals in nature get eaten alive. But um, okay, but is but it like a? It's a Korean I, I, Korean. I think it's a very rare Korean custom or Asian
0: custom. To the thing is, octopuses are apparently incredibly intelligent. Yes. Yeah. Um, a rich,
1: vivid life as an octopus. You know. And then, or or yeah. a dumb sort of battery hen with a swift death.
0: I guess the thing is about is if you're a chicken, you don't know what's well You don't really know too much of the misery that My you're parents in. have chickens and they're stupid.
1: Yeah. Like They definitely don't try to eat octopus alive. If
0: you put if you put out a bag of food Yeah. They'll just peck on the bag of food for over an hour just because they, because think they it's food. because
1: they've read the word food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they read all food. <laughs> yeah. They're smart enough to right. read. Yeah.
0: I would probably oh man I'd have to go for the octopus thing. Yeah. Any 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 reasoning? Because I think you could live live a pretty good life as an octopus. Yeah. Swimming around. Yeah. Fitting into tiny little holes. That probably never gets tired, does it? No. And yeah. then camouflaging yourself camouflaging you know. In, do I know that that's going to be my demise yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty, yeah if you're an octopus you're pretty clever you can probably work out a home alone type situation to escape that just booby oh. trap booby trap the whole ocean basically
1: interesting I never thought of that I, I guess that's allowed but you know these are powerful creatures that will eat you 'Cause in yeah, home
0: alone, yeah. the amount of booby traps which he sets mm-hmm. in the space of a couple of hours and he's just a you know, what? useless he's just a useless little boy. If you're an intelligent octopus yeah. with your whole life to plan, you could yeah. get the entire ocean booby trapped. Booby trapped and get everyone on your side. What would you call the movie? Uh Suckers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I'd go for. Would you rather Octo Heist ha- have normal digestion? Yeah. You know, be, be healthy in digestion. <laughs> well, uh, you know that that's been a wish my entire life. <laughs> but every time you poo, uh-huh. it comes out of your belly button. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Or, um, you know, poo normal poo from the normal place. Yeah. Um, but you have to go ten times a day. Oh, I thought you're gonna you say but eat through your belly
1: button. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so normal digestion, but poo out your belly button, yeah. or everything's normal but go 10 times a day
0: yeah no matter what and they're big ones too (laughs) they just happen to 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 be big ones yeah um you don't have a problem with your digestion either no so there's no pain or anything yeah yeah you just have to go 10 times a day
1: Oh, you have to go! Oh my god! Yeah, and I they're mean, all
0: those quite—you ur- know, like you're just walking along. They're quite urgent, yeah. You're just so along I mean, and that all would... of a sudden, something just drops, and you know, yeah, you know you've not got long. Well, I think
1: that would cause many problems for our sort of, you know, cycle ride to uh, yeah. to Lands to John O'Groats. So I'd have the to problem. go for the belly button. <laughs>
0: the belly button.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, just it's just more convenient, you know, you could get a
0: bag. Um Yeah. You'd probably, yeah. You could probably get a good funnel type system going.
2: Yeah. Definitely. I had a
0: night I had a nightmare, it's one of the most vivid nightmares in my memory where I was you? sort of when I was a young boy and I went into my parents' room crawling on all fours and I was like, Mom, I can't stop pooing out of my belly button <laughs> And I <laughs> I think about that a lot that was a dream or that that, later on that I think it was a dream there was a period of my life where that dream was so vivid in my memory that I thought it was real when I was (laughs) young I'm I'm, I'm talking when I was young but yeah it must have been a dream because I can't imagine I really did
1: holy shit Seb do you think that's related you know you've gone in far into the recesses of your memory and suddenly you know remembered that you used to have an umbilical cord because babies don't (laughs) poo in the womb um don't they no they they actually have a plug of of like mucus oh. the 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 very first poo is like okay. thick and green oh. i think or, or black i'm not sure i think they wee in there don't they no they don't i think they do really yeah that's not oh
0: well blimey this is a podcast first People probably yeah. don't make it to this point in the podcast, but no. Charlotte, my wife, is uh, expecting mm-hmm. a baby. Right, uh, not, yeah, not... Hopefully a, mine. Not
1: a, not a baby peeing and... No. Uh, yeah. She's <laughs>
0: having a baby. And um, I'm pretty sure Charlotte told me that they, they we inside her. <laughs> I think. I... Uh, the, the umbilical cord thing's horrible because I didn't really you keep it on well they keep it on they, yeah. they, they have to like well it stays it on off. for about a week oh really? yeah it's... so obviously you cut you cut it off yeah and then but, and then they'll have just a little bit hanging off yeah and it has to stay there until it kind of dries up and falls off
1: well my the, the thing that I find weird is no one ever talks about the placenta
0: Right. The, you have to give birth to the placenta.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you have to give
0: birth to a flab of meat. I don't know how bad it is, but obviously you've just given birth to a baby. Yeah. You and probably if you're don't want to Tom
1: Cruise, give... you know.
0: What? <laughs> Jeez. That that I don't know if that's one of those
1: stupid Scientology legends where like, heard you're a Scientologist but you, you have to eat your placenta.
0: How many children does Tom Cruise have? I don't know. He's got at least one. So you think he's eaten? I think I think it's a load of bollocks. I think it's the
1: kind of thing that is one of those rumours. Why would you eat that?
0: Some people do. I mean, normally the mum, I think, but really, don't think it would be the guy. (laughs) Charlotte, dinner's ready. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, some people take it home, they freeze it, and then at some point they oh oh dear. Sorry. They
1: cook it up. We've got pizza for dinner. Oh nice.
0: Yeah. Takeaway pizza. No, just oven bake. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I fancy a pizza. Yeah. Charlotte um has been going through <clears throat> some cravings recently, but Mace, she just craves sort of like greasy fast food.
1: Oh. Uh, like,
0: and we bake. that sounds great. Yeah, we've only caved once we got a McDonald's a couple of weeks ago oh yeah it's very um, disappointing really like I've always felt that Dom- um, McDonald's wasn't that great I think it's the first McDonald's we've had since we got together um, wow and it's just sort of you have it and it tastes okay not great and then you just feel I guess because it's so salty I don't know but you you feel really tired mm. uh Lethargic for the rest yeah. of the day, I found. Yeah. Makes you kinda of want another one. <laughs> yeah. I had a Burger King not too long ago. That was better. Mm.
1: I like the chicken royales from Burger King. I know it's a bit of a rogue thing to get.
0: Yeah, maybe we'll try. That. We just don't really get takeaway. Hey, we might be going out tonight actually, so maybe we'll go get a Burger King for dinner. <laughs> oh nice. Ooh. I'll run that by Charlotte. I'll just sort of yeah. I'll sort of suggest it. Kind of like uh-huh. half suggest it, like almost as a joke, like oh, maybe we should get a Burger King on the way home. Yeah, and then that's a little seed planted, and then when we're in the car, I'll just sort of bring it up again, kind of like oh, did you want to go get Burger King? Yeah, because it's just it's just down there, and then y- yeah, I know it was a joke, but like you know, it could actually be a thing. I mean, yeah, it could. Ha- it's not outside the realms of. Yeah, it's just down there. Yeah, it's probably I not think very nutritionally. How much protein is in there? Twelve. Twelve (laughs) proteins. Twelve or thirteen, I don't know. It's probably twelve different cows that have just been minced up into one burger. Oh, well, you're lucky if it's a cow. What do you reckon it is?
1: I mean... A wombat. Probably a couple of badgers, if it's a UK... uh, Well... Yeah.
0: Biggest mammal uh, in the UK... There's too many badgers though, aren't there? Isn't that the problem? They go out badger culling every year because there's too many of them. Yeah. I don't know what the problem with it, you know, what problems that causes, but it's a major, mm-hmm. it's a major thing. Well, you
1: know, they are the, maybe not the largest mammals. I, I retract that statement,
0: but they the largest are, mammals.
1: Yeah. The, the, the largest predator that we have in the UK. Oh, in the UK. Right. Yeah. not yeah.
0: in the world. I thought you Gone crazy. No, no.
1: I do think a deer might be a bit larger than, a, than a badger, but yeah. it's not predator.
0: Is the deer the largest mammal in the UK? Well, this I'm, is some great I'm, podcast. I'm, well, what, what about
1: what about a horse though? Surely horse horse. You're the one gonna, you brought I, deer up. Yeah, I was gonna say the plural of horse was horse eye. You know, like octopus. It's just whore. It's whore. One yeah. whore, two horse. <laughs> Look at that! Um yeah. one goose, two geese. One moose, two meese. Yeah,
0: yeah. Horses, like a big horse. Yeah, probably. One sheep, two sheep. We don't have bears, do we? Do we have?
1: Um, I mean, foxes are the next biggest thing, and but but like I'm sure <coughs> foxes,
0: foxes are be quite a lot smaller than horses.
1: Yeah, they can be beaten by a, a, an owl. What do you mean, being? What are you talking
0: about? Right I'm now? talking about predators. Predators? Yeah. There used to be lynxes. Really? And there's talk of bringing the lynx back, isn't there? Really? Reintroducing them into uh, whales, I think. Right. Or maybe the highlands or something like that. I don't yeah. know how big a lynx is, but... And what's the biggest mammal in the world? Biggest mammal in the world is a blue whale. That's the sort of trick question that you ask parents when you're a child, isn't it? Yeah. I think. Blue whale is the biggest organism that has ever lived on the earth. Yeah, I was Googling the other day. Do you ever do this? Like you'll Google something versus something else to see what would win. You do it a lot with like comic book characters. But the other day I Googled great white shark versus killer whale. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Killer whale comes out on top. There's an actual video. Or um, an anan- analysis. Bit... I think they have been known to attack and kill uh, great whites. I don't know, if, you know, that's a common thing. Maybe, maybe if the mm-hmm. shark's injured or dying already, maybe. But
1: yeah, yeah. Poor, poor great whites. Poor great whites, endangered.
0: Well, I, I think that's um. <laughs> yeah, we had some. I great think that's mammal, a wrap. Some good mammal chat. Everyone knows good yeah. mammal chat. Yeah. Charlotte asked me yesterday what my favorite bird is. Oh, that's a good question. What's yours?
1: Well, didn't I mean it's a you tr- didn't you realize it's a trick question and you're supposed to say Charlotte?
0: Uh huh. Oh. What's your favorite bird, Liv? I would you was my, of course. That was my Cockney accent. Yeah. Um. Are do you, you have I an answer? Know, yeah. Well, I don't know much about birds, but when I was a mm. child, it was golden eagle. So I just went for. Right, you know, golden eagle, albatross mm-hmm. is always a good one too, just because they're so big.
1: That's quite cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've always enjoyed crows because as they're very intelligent. Um, but I, I, I think in terms of looks, my favourite is the bearded vulture. Right,
0: I'll have to look so that one
1: up. It has, it, you know, it sometimes has a red. Red feathers, or what looks mm-hmm. like red feathers, um, but they're only red because they're draped in blood. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's it's not your typical vulture, because it's got hair. It's a not beard. a bol- it's not that, you know, that bald vulture yeah. that looks basically bold. like Monty Burns from The Simpsons.
0: Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: A uh, uh, bearded vulture yeah. is is very cool.
0: Okay, all right. We should <laughs> we should go. I might cut some of that bird talk. Out. <laughs> but if it's still yeah. in, it must have been good yeah. enough. Well, I made another
1: card game called uh, Red Blue Green Yellow Birds Fish Snap. So
0: too many crickets. Yeah. Well, we'll save that for next time. Absolutely. People are dying for some more card game chat. Yeah, we'll have to do these more regularly because we've got too much to talk about. I think, uh, yeah, bye everyone. All right, bye-bye.